0: Welcome to 12 Minutes of Dauntless Commentary on Widely Unaccepted Truth from God's Word. Hang on to your Bible. I am Elsie Breeden, and this is Audaciously Unpopular. Hey guys, happy Monday. We have a very special podcast today with a guest, Taylor Ford from California. I'm very excited for you to hear some of her testimony and some thoughts on purity thank you so much for giving me this
1: opportunity. I have been so excited, but also so humbled. And I've truly just prayed that somebody can walk away from listening to this podcast and be so encouraged and challenged in their own walk with the Lord. And when it comes to purity, I just pray that, you know, something I say, God can use it and challenge somebody else. Just a little brief Story of who Taylor is. Um, I am a 21-year-old female. I was born and raised in California, and I'm still residing here. And at the age of 17, I made the choice that I was going to wait until marriage to have sex. And that's a funny introduction, I know. But I wish that one statement was just as normal as me saying, Hi, my name is Taylor. But unfortunately, in today's society, it's not. But I want to jump in as to why I decided to wait. When I do tell people that I'm a virgin, I've never had sex, it it gets a lot of confusing looks, honestly. A lot of times it's contradicted with the idea that, oh, well, you were raised in church your whole life. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of expected because you just followed the rules. But that's not necessarily the case for me. You see, to truly understand why I have this firm belief, we got to go to the beginning. And that starts off with, I was raised in church, yes, but I wasn't... I did not experience salvation until the age of 17. It was such a confusing time because God began dealing with me on the topic of purity. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Like, I just got saved. But, you know, he didn't do it in such a disrespectful way. He didn't lay out this rule book and say, hey, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. Okay, we're good. But you see, every time I made a trip to the altar, every time I had a moment of prayer alone with him, he began dealing with different things in my life that were impure. He dealt with my thoughts and my actions and my words. Even though I'm so thankful for it now, during those moments, it was so vulnerable Because then, even though he knew already, I had to admit out loud to God that, God, I know you're dealing with me on purity, but I'm dealing with a porn addiction. How am I, how are we dealing, like, why are we talking about purity right now? Let's get this porn addiction under control first. But God started dealing with me dealing with me on purity, and during those moments of research and studying the Bible and what it has to say, God began to remove those little spots on my heart that had impurities on it, and He began healing my heart, and He began to show me the reasons why I began watching porn in the first place. I was able to completely hand over my porn addiction on April 30th, 2020. But this was eight to nine years after the addiction started. So it's not like I got saved and just handed it over to God. It essentially took me three years to completely hand it over to Him. But I had to say all of that to show you a glimpse of what my heart and my mind was like. Purity was the farthest thing from it. You see, purity was the last thing on my mind when I got saved. My mind was full of lustful thoughts. My mind was full of just inappropriate images at all times. But once God took those away, I began seeing the reality of the situation. And I began to realize that, wow, if I'm getting this emotionally attached to a video or a picture or a thought, God, how much more would I get emotionally attached to a real man, to a physical man that I'm... If I were to have sex before marriage, this man would get part of my emotions, part of my heart. He would get this, and it would be with him for the rest of my life. I couldn't take it back. I couldn't make him erase all the thoughts he had towards me. I couldn't. And that's when I began to realize, and I began to study, and I... God just showed me over and over time and time again how he feels so strongly against sex before marriage because you see sex was a gift God created for a married couple he made this perfect gift absolutely perfect there's no wrong in it but then the world took a hold of it they took it and they mangled it and they twisted it and they made it into something so dirty and so provocative when it's truly such a gift from God I always relate it to what if on your 18th birthday, you get a brand new car and you're like, sweet, my favorite car. I've been wanting this. But suddenly everybody at your party, you allow them to take it for a test drive and you're like, oh, why? Okay, I guess it's fine. Well, when they get back, you realize one of the tires is missing and you're like, what? Okay, whatever. Whatever. Well, the next person wants to take it for a test drive and they come back and the engine's missing and so on and so forth. And then all of a sudden you're left with this car that can't even drive because it has been so torn apart. And that's truly what our lives are like when we allow different sexual partners into our lives before we even have the chance to come before God and everybody and bind together in a marriage. I was looking at statistics when I was, you know, researching for this podcast, and I found a statistic that absolutely broke my heart. And it was a study done in 2017 and 2018, and it was 14 to 19-year-old males and females. 50% of all 14 to 19-year-olds that they had interviewed had had three or more sexual partners by the time of 19. Three or more. That is insane. Because you know what? We're not allowing ourselves to hold on and wait. We are allowing ourselves to be conformed by a society thinking, well, you might as well just have sex before marriage. Everyone else is doing it. But in reality, those people aren't happier than we are. Those people are struggling. Those people have emotional damage from these sexual partners that they can't get rid of unless God were to help them with it. I've just truly Shared everything that's been on my heart that God has spoken to me about this topic. Because when it comes down to it, I don't I don't want to give someone my leftovers when it comes to marriage. I don't want to get to marriage and say, hey, well, everybody else, they took some of me, so here's, here's what I have left. But I want to come to a marriage and say, hey, I've saved this for you. I've waited patiently for you because I knew that was God's design. And I wanted to bring my best. And, you know, I hope I've encouraged and challenged somebody because God in His plan is greater than it all. One last thing, I promise. If you have had sex before marriage, please do not write off anything I've said. Because I have seen a generation that has been rising up that even though they have made mistakes, you know, maybe they have had sex before marriage. You can take that to God and He can give that purity back. Just because you mess up, just because you make a mistake, does not mean you have to keep making the same mistake. But you can go to God with a vulnerable heart, and He can give that purity back. And you can hold on to that until it's time for marriage. Because just because the society around us is doing something does not mean we have to conform to that. As Christians, we're told to be set apart. I just hope you're encouraged. And I hope that you're challenged and just I pray for each and everyone that listens to this podcast to just hold on. I know it gets rough. I know it's not easy at times, but the reward
0: in the end is going to be so worth it. I just want to cap a little bit of what she shared with us today. And go to 1 Corinthians chapters 5 through 8. Now, if you've read the book of Corinthians, then you know that Paul is dealing with issues inside of the church. He is writing to a body of believers. And in chapter 7, Paul teaches on marriage. And in chapter 8, he addresses being cautious with your liberties. In chapter 6, sandwiched in between of all of these teachings on sexual immorality within the church, Paul writes at the end of chapter 6 that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's verse 19 says, know ye not that ye are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I never connected those verses about being the temple of God because they're often used by themselves. But there is a reason that they are sandwiched in this portion of the letter. And I heard this on another podcast and it was so good and so convicting that I just had to share it with you guys today. But as believers, we have the Spirit of God within us. So if we engage in any sexual activities outside of marriage, we are forcing the Spirit of God to be in a situation that He does not want to be in. This includes watching porn. It includes engaging in sexual activities before marriage. It includes watching porn if you are married. Because all of that dishonors God's Word. If we struggle with any of those addictions, if we struggle with a porn addiction like Taylor talked about, or we struggle with sex addiction— and it's something that we just can't stop or can't get enough of. I want to challenge us to think about, if I'm a child of God, if I'm a believer and I have the Holy Spirit living inside of me, then when I go and engage in those things that dishonor him, I am forcing him to be there because I'm taking him with me. Forcing him into these situations is why we feel conviction. The Holy Spirit does not want to be part of our uncleanness. So he pulls and he convicts and he challenges us to move away. He nudges us. And when we reject that, the conviction begins to lessen. Because each time if we persist in going back again and again and again and watching that porn and engaging in those sexual acts outside of marriage, if we continue to do that and dishonor his word, the Holy Spirit is going to stop going with us. My challenge to you today is exactly what Taylor said. Even if you have made a mistake in this place, even if you have sin in your life regarding these situations of of sexual sin and impurity and impure thoughts and porn addictions and all of those things, even if you have failed, you can make a decision right now And you can go to God right now with all of these things that are weighing you down and all of these things that you've been convicted about while listening to this podcast, and you can take them to the throne room and say, Jesus, I'm done with these things. He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right now, going forward, you can make the decision, I'm only going to take the Spirit of God into the places and the situations that he wants to be in. I'm only going to watch the things that honor him from now on because he is with me and I don't want him to leave.